You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1255. I don't always like locking it up on the first call. You know, I like to go back on the second call because I don't want to rush the process either. I feel like a lot of people, they try to rush the process and then the seller, you know, if you're chasing them, they're going to back away. But if you back away, they're going to chase you. So I just let them know, you know, let me speak to my manager, make sure that this is a great fit for us. And if it is, would you be willing to move forward with that today? This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. I'm your host today, Brent Bowers, the Landman, And today I have Elijah Bryant. This guy has done 180 deals in the last three years. He used to be a professional basketball player and then moved from New York to Tampa and just started doing deals. His first deal, he made $6,000. He actually, it was actually a house deal that he was driving around and just searching for ugly houses. And he found this house. The roof was like dilapidated. He could see through the house. And then he looked up the seller on the property appraiser's website and then went as far, the the next step to look up that person on truepeoplesearch.com. And he got a list of five and he called three of them. He called three out of five and found the seller and did a deal. Guys, Elijah is going to give you tons of gold nuggets today. I can't wait to get into this episode. Mr. Third Time on the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast, Elijah Bryant. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing, Brent. I'm blessed to be here speaking with y'all for the third time. So I'm doing great. How are you doing? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. I've been wanting to meet you for a while. Literally, you're like my neighbor. You live in Tampa. I'm on the other side of the other side of the state. So, and you're doing deals in my own backyard. So we're probably going to join venture now, now that I know that. So another land guy, you know, it's a, it's a quiet, small world in the land business. Everybody is like passing by this gold. Everyone's ignoring this. Uh, so when I see other people out there, especially in the, my own state, just crushing it in land, I got to get on, get you on here and like, let you share your you know, your motivation, enthusiasm, inspire Rhino Nation. So that's why we have you on for a third time. So what's going on? What you got going on? And actually, let me, let me back up. For anybody that hasn't heard your other two episodes on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, 30 to 45 seconds, tell people a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is Elijah Bryan. I'm from uh, Staten Island, New York. I actually moved to Tampa from watching a podcast with Brent Daniels and my friend Dan Green. And, you know, I moved to Tampa, worked with him for a little bit, started doing it myself. I was doing houses at the time, but I understood and I started seeing that the housing industry, you know, is getting a lot more competitive. So I tried something different, tried land, immediately got my first deal. And it literally blew my mind how easy the process was compared to houses. And from there, I was able to scale up to where I'm at 180 deals now, somewhere around that. So, yeah, and that's all within three years, three years or less, because I moved out here in Florida at 25 and I'm 28 now. So, man, 
you're pushing it. You're pushing it. You, you better get going. <laughs> you're an old veteran. You're an old, the old, old spicy old veteran. What did you do before houses and land flipping? What, like, what were you doing before that? Oh, so I actually did get the opportunity to play basketball overseas, you know, the lowest level. But once being out there, you know, the living conditions, it wasn't for me. I wanted to be around family as well. So that's when I came back to the States. I was actually door dashing, delivering food, Instacart, anything just to make some money with having the free time, because I knew that if I could door dash, I could also drive for dollars. So I could still be doing my business, you know, looking for houses at the time while making money delivering food. So that's what I was doing before the real estate. All right. So, and three years, three years, I heard you mention that you've, you've done 180 deals, Elijah. Like most of the people listening to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, they're just trying to get started. So when I hear that many, 180 like, I can't relate to this guy, freaking <laughs> professional basketball player going overseas and playing, then moving from New York to Tampa like a crazy man and doing 180 deals. How did you do that first deal? So that first deal in terms of land, land I, houses, let's talk about the first one. You know, we don't oh, have to talk about just land. OK, yeah. So the first one actually came from driving for dollars uh, while delivering food. Came across this vacant house. You know, I used to watch all the YouTube and podcasts. They say if you see a rundown house, it's money. You know, most people just drive by those houses. But I knew that from watching the podcasts and these podcasts that those houses are money. So I wrote down the address. I true people searched the seller's name and I called them up and asked them if they were interested in selling. And they said they were. So that's how I, it was that simple easy. as that. <laughs> Is that easy? So you drove around, found an ugly rundown house. Like what were the characteristics of that house? Did they have like a fresh paint job and they just got the lawn mowed or? Like, no, the, house so like? was, the lawn was, it was terrible. The grass was high up. The, you know, you could actually see through the window of the house. And that's where I knew that nobody was living there. You know, the, the roof was kind of uh, damaged. so. I knew that this was an opportunity where I could make uh, some money by being the middleman. All right. So you found that house. How did you look them up? Like, what were the steps to do that? Yeah. So I just went on Google. I put the address and then, you know, I got the seller's name from uh, the property appraiser site through Google. And then I took the seller's name from the property appraiser site and input it into a, a skip tracing service, which is free. TruePeopleSearch.com. True and, people search. Yep. And then it gave me a list of numbers. It was about five numbers. I called the first two, didn't get any luck. And then that third one, she picked up and I just had this simple conversation with her. You know, I let her know that my company buys houses just like this and we fix them up to build up the community. And she said, wow, I've been thinking about selling it for a long time. So that's how I got that first one. So where did this confidence come from to say, hey, my company buys these houses, we fix them up? Like, that's yeah, amazing. So, <laughs> so when I came down here, right, from, uh, from Florida, I worked for Dan, the one who did the podcast with uh, Brent Daniels. And for working with him, he had me on the phones. At first, I was terrible, like terrible. 
But watching him make calls and, you know, recording him and practicing the script in the mirror, I knew that once I get that opportunity, I was going to be ready. So we parted ways, which allowed me, you know, more free time to drive for dollars and DoorDash. And that's when I got that deal. And the confidence, I think it just came from the practicing, the repetition, seeing him do good, seeing him fail. So once I knew that, you know, it's a simple conversation, they could either say yes or no. Once I got that mindset in my mind, I'm calling everybody. (laughs) I love it. That's such a powerful mindset. And I also don't want to gloss over, like you made three phone calls. There was a list of five numbers and most people would look at that and be overwhelmed. They might make one call. They might make a second call. But I have a feeling, Elijah, you were willing to call all five of those numbers. I was going to stop. I was going to call all five. And then, you know, in true people search, it has like the relatives. So I was going to hit the relatives, call them up and ask if they were, you know, if they could give me a contact information for the owner. Like I wasn't going to stop because I I needed that. (laughs) Rhino Nation, I hope you heard that. He was going to do every single thing it took. And I'm sure you probably would have eventually knocked on the door of the mailing address where that person received their tax letters. When all else fails, like Tom Hopkins used to talk about this, knock on the door because it's a lot. It's very easy to hang up on a cold call. It's very easy to ignore a text message, but it's hard to get rid of a body. You know, knock on those doors. And uh, just, that's, that's powerful. It's kind of like when we're looking for something. When we, when we lose our keys, we always find it. We always, it's the last place we look is the place we find it. Why is it the last place we looked? Because we found the freaking keys. Mm. It's the same thing with making that phone call. You call until you get that person on the line. It might be the, the stepsister. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know where John's at. He's living down the street. Here's, here's his phone number. Oh, my goodness. And it's just by asking that question. Hey, I'm trying to get in touch with John about his house. Literally, I'm a house buyer. I want to buy this thing and fix it up. How do I get in touch with him? Can you help me? Like if you start the words with, can you help me? Hey, can you please help me? Mm -hmm. Like most people, nine out of 10 people want to help somebody. They might be busy, but you like, you know, you can just get right to the point. Can you please help me? Yeah. Of course I'm going to help you. Most people, right, goes into that confidence. How did I get that confidence? They don't know me. So they don't know that I'm a rookie in the game. So you, I try to use that to advantage. I used to tell myself, like, I'm a vet. I've been doing this for 20 years. So when I get on that phone, I have that, that when I'm speaking to them, my tonality is just is bringing off the confidence that I really can buy this house and I really can, you know, get you the money you want for the house. So I used And that's to- all sellers want. They want to know the confidence that you can solve their problem. They'll stop calling other people when that comes. Like you, they can literally have someone door knock that, that same day. But if they heard that confidence, nope, Elijah's going to buy this property. Elijah's going to buy this piece of land for me. Elijah's going to buy this house. I don't need your services. Like, cause they, it's almost like when your roof's leaking and you call every single contractor in the book and finally someone answers and says, we'll be out there at 3 PM. Guess what? They're going to stop calling other people. Yeah. It's already settled in their mind. Like you're going to be out there at 3 p.m. I'll, I'll be out there to help you at 3 p.m. And that's it. What does business look like today, Elijah? 180 deals. That's crazy. That's a massive amount of deals. Yep. Uh, so business is steadily flowing. I'm consistently closing about five and up uh, five deals a month on average right now. 
and working JV deals with people within my uh, academy and just trying to scale that up to where we get bigger deal sizes uh, and more deals flowing. Because my goal for this year is to close 30 deals in a month. Uh, last year, I did 17 in a month. So I want to double that this year. Five deals a month, joint venture with your academy students. That's, that's powerful. What, what do these deals look like? Are these all land? Are they houses? Or are they mixture? Oh, yeah. So right now, I'm doing strictly land. Strictly land. Slowly getting into the acres game, but strictly infill lots. And for the people that don't know what infill lots are, these are uh, newly developed lots that aren't developed yet within uh, new subdivisions or up and coming subdivisions that uh, spec home builders are looking to build a house and then resell it on the market. Why infill lots? You know, I, I know you mentioned you're going to kind of do larger acres, but like what attracted you to those? Or is that just kind of the easiest thing to get? You know, why, why infill lots? To be honest, uh, Brent, I don't like doing what everybody else is doing. So what I noticed with infill lots, not that many people are doing it. There's not many people speaking about it. You look on YouTube, you type in wholesale real estate, you're going to see houses, you're going to see other things, other different avenues within real estate. So I try to do what everybody else isn't doing because I know that's where the opportunity. So in terms of infill, there's not that many uh, people doing it, which allows the conversations to be easier. It's easier to work with builders because they know exactly what they want. And I just provide it for them. So that's super smart. You know, I grew up in Okeechobee, Florida. And what we have in Okeechobee, Florida is a lot of cows, you know, cows, there's more cows than people in Okeechobee, Florida. And I'd never want to follow the herd, the herd mentality, the herds going towards the houses, the herds going towards apartment complexes and multifamily. And it's super like high competition. But what is, what also happens to the herd? They get slaughtered. So when I don't follow the herd and I watch the herd get slaughtered, that's where I want to be. So I, I love that. So even with when I was doing houses, you know, I was getting good money doing it. But like you said, with the herd, right, I started, I had to work harder. I had to, you know, make more offers. I had to send more marketing. Once I got into the infill, I didn't have to do as much of that work. It was strictly, I knew exactly if I send out a thousand text messages I was guaranteed, you know, one to two or three deals from that. Where houses, it's not like a guarantee to me. So I like that uh, about the infill game. It felt more, I felt more confident that I was, could get a deal. Like if I put this amount of money in, I know I could guarantee make this back and plus more. KPIs, your key performance indicators, you knew that. You're tracking those numbers and that gives you the confidence because you say like, okay, I heard you say a thousand text messages going to give me one to three deals. You probably know exactly how much each one of those deals are going to make you. So that's like a, a lot of people just getting started. You don't know those numbers and you got to go out there and, and pave that trail, you know, clear that path to figure out those numbers that Elijah just, just mentioned to you. Is that your main method of getting land deals? Is it texting? So I do all three. So I always start off with text messages because it's the easiest, fastest way to reach out to the sellers. So I'll start off by sending my text messages. But you know, when you send text messages, you're not going to reach 100% of those people from the list. You'll probably reach, let's say, 20%. 
Now, there's still 80% of that list that you didn't tap into. And I feel like what most people do, they'll start off with the text messages. They don't get nothing. They want to go to the next market. No, now you have to cold call. So the people that don't answer my text messages, that's when I cold call the list on mojo.com or mojosales.com. And then from even cold calling, I cold call the list seven to eight times. And the people that don't answer my cold calls, I now send them a direct mail piece using yellow letters HQ. What I do is I send them a Google Street View picture. So it sends them an actual picture of their lot. So it's, I think what people, when they get the mail, they see regular mail all the time, right? But when they see a, a, a picture of their lot, they're like, I didn't see this lot for 20 years, you know? So they give me a call. And then when they give me a call, I basically try to get them to sell me their lot, not me seeming like I really, really want it. I ask them, you know, why are you looking to sell, you know, the timeline and just try to get as much questions as possible before I give an offer and try to get their offer first. So that's what I follow the that marketing funnel, you know, texting, cold calling, direct mail. And that's how I maximize my list to get the most amount of deals. The power of three. So you're texting them 20 percent. You know, you're going to be able to communicate or get in contact with about 20 percent of that list. We're using text textlandowners.com, textlandowners.com. Those guys over at Lead Mining Pros are crushing it for us. And I don't have to worry about setting up those text messages. Then you're calling with a, with a, with a dialer, Mojo, and then you're hitting them with yellow letter HQ, sending them a photo of their lot. That's genius, pure genius. But what I just heard was you're hitting them three times. The power yep. of three. Holy cow. That's brilliant. I you love it. You got to because... You know, most people, they like they'll either text in Coco. Right. And when you text in Coco, you're not going to reach those people that don't have a phone number or that has a landline or that just doesn't like in doing business over the phone or texting. So that's when you have to send a direct mail, you know, because those are the people that not everybody can reach. And, you know, when you send them a, a different type of letter, that's when they call you. And they're usually motivated if they're calling you. So that's where I get my best deals. Yeah. And you mentioned have the seller talk you into buying it. So many people are like, oh, I need to negotiate. I need to be better at sales. But it sounds to me like you're pulling away. Like, why would I buy this lot? There's so many other infill lots. Like, why would I buy yours? Is there a driveway on it? Oh, is there water on it? Is there already a well? Is there electric? No, yeah. none of that. I, usually, I don't know. I mean, I, I've got to buy I it. usually tell them that, you know, we buy multiple lots. So we don't just buy every single lot that we come across or we send mail to. Uh, we like to, you know, make sure that it qualifies and make sure it's a gift, good fit for us before we move forward with it. And yeah, you're qualifying you know, them. We don't buy everyone's land. Like, and immediately that makes them want to sell more. it even more it's because they, they know it's like a scarcity. There's exclusivity. Like, Elijah doesn't buy everyone's <laughs> land. He's not trying to talk me into it. He sounds like he's pulling away. Elijah, you got to buy this land. What will you buy it for? And then you give him the price. I'm, I'm sure it's a, like a like a stick it like anchor price, like to pull them down. And they're like, there's no way I would sell it for that, but I would sell it for this. Yeah. What I usually do is I usually find the lowest cash sale comp in the area, and then you know once I give my offer, I explain to them this is what. Uh, investors are paying cash 
for lots in this area. So, you know, this is around the price that we could do. We could possibly do more. We could do possibly do less. Uh, we'll just have to, you know, drive by the lot just to double check it. And even though I never really drive by the lot, I just I don't always like locking it up on the first call. You know, I like to go back on the second call because I don't want to rush the process either. I feel like a lot of people, they try to rush the process and then the seller, you know, if you're chasing them, they're going to back away. But if you back away, they're going to chase you. So I just let them know, you know, let me speak to my manager, make sure that this is a great fit for us. And if it is, would you be willing to move forward with that today? And yeah, it's yeah, so good. That's how I get it. Yeah, it's like a dog. It's like a dog. You're like, you want the dog to come to you. Like the dog's not listening. You ignore the dog and turn around. The dog's probably going to come to you. It's it's so amazing. And I'm not I'm not saying selling your dogs <laughs> right now. Um, that'd be funny, actually. Well, so much pure gold, so so much gold. Let's change gears a little bit. I want to hear like the best deal you've ever done. So the best deal I got uh, was in North Carolina. It was a three lot package deal. It was literally a deal that was in my pipeline for for some good time. And me and my 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 uh, godbrother, who was my ac- acquisitions manager at the time, we kind of like passed over this deal because this was a market that we just went into. We seen that lots were selling in the area. We went into the market just to test it out. And the seller, we didn't know if it was a deal or not. We sent it to a couple builders. You know, they denied it quick. So we passed up on it. And then from there, we actually found another wholesaler that, you know, closed deals in this area. And he told me, he was like, yo, this is a smoking deal. From him telling me that, that's when I contacted some realtors. The realtors let me know that it was a deal. And that's when I ended up buying it myself. I think at this time I bought it for 40 and I sold it for, or 45 and I sold it for somewhere in the 80s. I know I made $34,000 on this one deal. And it was like literally a deal that we was probably going to pass up. All right, here you have it. So a land deal, someone told you it was a bad deal. And then you just kind of like something, it just came back around. You purchased it for 45000 and you sold it for 80 plus. You said you made $35,000. 34. $34,000. And you said you didn't even have to buy it. You assigned the purchase I assigned it. Yep. I didn't even have to buy it. Yep. All right. Here comes the victory bell. Prepare. Brace for impact on your ears. That is beautiful. I, I love hearing that. It's just like the power, just like one more look, basically. One more time. Uh, I, there was this book I, I just read the other day. It's The Power of One More by Ed Milet. Just look at it one more time. No. Yep. Like the power of one more. Brent Daniels actually gave me that book. Uh, so I was. And it's, I was it's so true because I feel like now that I've been in the game, a lot of people send me deals. Right. And it's crazy because it'd be deals that they usually pass up on or they're not too sure. And then when I look at it, I'm like, yo, this is a great deal. Like I closed the deal yesterday uh, for 13000 with one of my uh, students in the academy. And this was a deal that they wasn't even sure. And soon I looked at it. I'm like, yo, this is a smoking deal. And we probably <laughs> we probably could have got even more, but you know, he needed the money quick. So I was like, listen, we yeah. can sell it for this price guaranteed uh within 30 days. And that's exactly what we did. 
and we made 13,000 on it. I love it. Elijah, so much gold. Thank you so much for being a go-giver. How can people get in touch with you? How can people find out more about you? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at thybookaeli, T-H-Y-B-O-O-K-O-F, Eli, and Facebook, Elijah Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, Rhino Nation, the guy moves from New York to Tampa. He gets in land because there's like virtually no competition. He does 180 deals in a very short amount of time just by taking action. Like just confidence is just like pouring out of this guy. Like he just had the confidence. He was willing to make all the phone calls. He found that first deal with three phone calls. How much did you make on that first deal? $6,000 on his first deal. Ladies and gentlemen, what would an extra $6,000 do to your life? Go out there and take action today. I want you to go to Wholesaling Inc dot com forward slash land schedule a call take that first action step every single day we call these small wins they stack up a year from now it's unbelievable what it amounts to god bless see you on the next one that's all for this episode your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches we'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling